Our relationship with the natural world is explored in a new exhibition, Nature Culture, at MTG in Hawke's Bay. Local artist Chris Bryant-Toy's work forms a cornerstone of the show. He also contributes to the preservation and growth of Māori art as an educator, curator and writer. His work for Nature Culture has its roots in Te Ara Kaikatea, a public art installation of three eight-metre-high sculptures depicting the ancestral stories of the surrounding landscape and its people. Chris Bryant-Toy joins us now. Kia ora, Chris. Kia ora, Lynn. Uh, who do you fuck up to? Who do I fuck up to? Um, well, I fuck up back to the East Coast, and um, in terms of this project, um, it was lovely to be able to reconnect with uh, my uh, carving ancestor. He was a tohunga whakairo, and his name was Huane Ngātai, um, and he worked alongside uh, Hone Tahu, uh, who was his uncle um, in the 1870s. Um, they were both uh, approached by a local rangatira, um, Kraitiana Takamona, here in um, Hastings in Heretonga, um, to carve a meeting house. So I've been on a, a huge journey of actually of, of discovering um, his work um, and applying it to this project um, back home. Um, now I say home, I've actually, our family moved some generations later from Te Araroa, uh, Tikitiki region in Rangitukia, um, to, to live here. So growing up urban, um, you know, a lot of this uh, was unknown to the family or fairly sketchy to say the least. Um, but uh, since I've actually been um, working on this project, um, strengthening those whakapapa ties has been really important. Um, and also the relationships that we share between uh, Ngāti Parau and Ngāti Kahununu. Um, so my wife is actually a whāngai um, to the Paku family here. Um, and it was actually the Paku family and the various marae that we affiliate to um, that kind of led to, I guess, myself generations later, uh, picking up where my tūpuna left off for carving for the local people here um, and actually creating work that um, one could say um, belongs to the, the iwi and hapu here, but also is becoming a taonga for our son, uh, Tūpai. Ah, and I know you are a genuine collaborator, but what will we see of your work as part of nature culture at MTG? Um, you're going to see the the marquette, um, kind of like the 3D drawing that um, Jacob Scott, uh, Rick Stappen and myself um, kind of created from a two-dimensional drawing um, that I, I kind of I went through a process of consultation with um, local Komatua here. And um, we, we had to take this, 2D kind of concept drawing and then turn it into three dimensions. So um, the Marquette stands um, that's going to be in the show, um, Nature Culture, it stands three metres. And then we had fun once it was actually received and accepted to go to the next stage, uh, we had to scale it up to eight metres. Eight metres is huge. Have <laughs> you ever worked on that scale before? No, and it was really lovely to work at such a scale and to actually work with other professionals. So um, when it came to working, um, say, the concrete heads, it was easy to work with a wheelbarrow at a smaller three-metre scale, but uh, we had to enlist the help of Latty's uh, construction to help us with, you know, 80 kgs of, of um, cast concrete <laughs> that was going to stand eight metres tall. So, you know, we had engineers kind of worried about what we were up to. Um, I guess as artists, we, we tend to push the boundaries. Um, and when you're dealing with people that are, are new to Māori art, um, their doubts increase. And so you've got to convince them that everything's going to work out. 
we have uh, photographs, thank you so much, on our webpage. Uh, and while you're not working in wood, I feel elements of, of carving in the finished product, going back to what you were talking about, your connection with this magnificent art form. Yeah, well, the, the, the carving itself is actually based on um, a popo that's actually in the, um, the MTG. Currently, there's two of them. One's just uh, been received back from um, Te Papa. Uh, but in the 1870s, um, Kraitiana Takamona passed away and the, the commission of the house um, that, that my ancestors carved, uh, the project was disbanded. And so for Rose Mohi and I, um, we've spent a number of years trying to look at, well, where are the carvings? And we're quite excited at the moment that 60 carvings are going to return back to Hiritonga from the Otago Museum at some stage. Um, it's only COVID that's actually held up um, the progress of uh, the return of those carvings, but to actually have that tonga available has led to the creation of um, the works that you'll see online. Um, and the reason why I translated them from wood, because I spent three years learning how to carve, first of all, in Gisborne, which is a wonderful journey in itself, um, and then learning, you know, the different ways that these particular carvings by Horni Ngātai were carved. So I'm carving in his style and his footsteps, and then I've translated them into concrete uh, because we live in kind of like Art Deco capital at the moment. So there's actually all the Māori Art Deco and Napier that I've grown up with uh, kind of uh, led to connecting in this way um, and thinking about the industrial area that these works are sitting in um, and the semi-rural nature of the area as well that I wanted to express like with like. So unfortunately, a wooden carving wasn't going to actually last for 50 years as the brief wanted. Um, and so I decided to actually use steel and concrete um, to echo the steel and concrete of industrial whakatū and to somehow, uh, I guess, reappropriate those spaces and that industrialism that's actually growing up on our whenua. Um, at the moment, we're actually replanting kaikatea. We're cleaning up our waterways. This project actually talks about all those sorts of things, about the importance of the environment and um, how we need to create, um, I guess, some harmony uh, with it. So I'm hoping that these works, in their own way, um, create a Māori signposted uh, way of affiliating to the land, but also um, speak of things um, that our tūpuna knew about, you know, looking after the place as well, um, but realising we live, I guess, in a post-colonial, post-modern world now. Have you enjoyed the conversations that inevitably come with public art installations? You know, I always think actually I'd rather have a negative, for an artist's perspective, I'd rather have a negative response than no response. You know, seeing somebody walking past your work and not noticing it. But what what other conversations, Chris, that you've had as people have looked and considered your work? Well, it's been fairly muted, uh, mainly because you know we we began this project at the beginning of COVID and we didn't realise the impact of it until uh, three years later. So I have to say that, you know, um, Fire Margie Maguire, one of our co-martua that was leading the project, um, she just said, look, we need to open, you know, the, the works are finished, let's get them up, let's stand them up, let's have a karakia. And so we had a very small gathering to bless them. Uh, we're still working on the site, landscaping, we've got signage to go up. Um, and people have kind of like accepted them well, 
but you know, I was waiting for um, after the opening things on Facebook to start taking off, and comments to come, whether for better or worse. Um, but then, you know, um, just Indomania kicked in, and um, the focus of the people was elsewhere. Um, so COVID's really um, had a, an interesting kind of impact on on the project itself. Um, even to the point of materials, um, you know, um, trying to find enough rubber to cast at the scale we need to cast wooden carvings and translate them into concrete. We uh, couldn't find enough rubber um, because Netflix productions were consuming and stockpiling uh, all of the resources. So we had to outsource some things where we could just ring up, say, Louise Purvis and say, hey, can you help us out to create some concrete fire sticks that need a mould? to cast them. So, you know, we just had to take things as they came and just go with the flow of what was possible. And again, that joy of collaboration, you know, that that joint ownership and responsibility. So what are you going to be working on? You mentioned the carvings coming back. Having studied carving in wood, Chris, will you do more work in that area now? Um, I I am. Um, I guess it's really... um, it's an ongoing process. Um, I'm really interested in the notion of concrete and I'm looking at um, developing some concrete bricks because housing is a, uh, quite a large issue um, and climate change and so on. Um, so I'm looking at how some installations can be developed um, through some of the techniques that I've learned um, of casting into concrete um, and making it accessible as well. So. Um, I am looking at those things and looking at building perhaps some kind of reference to uh, Rua Te Pupuke, who is uh, connected to the Aotangaroa stories where we say carving comes from, whereby he found carving through actually uh, diving into the ocean and bringing back the, the technology and the know-how of building uh, meeting houses. So I'm looking at that at the moment um, of how I can actually talk about that narrative of um, other possibilities of living um, through, you know, people's understanding of Art Deco. Um, I mean, in Napier, dealing with earthquakes all the time, um, a response to the 1931 earthquake was to build a concrete box rather than, you know, wrought iron, Victorian, you know, heavy, collapsible wooden buildings. <laughs> um, they're not going to work anymore. So it's finding other ways of um, still being a house builder because that's in my my whakapapa, um, but I've been being able to to reference things Māori, um, I guess in a physical sense as well as in a wairua sense, a spiritual sense. Amiki Nui, thank you so much, Chris. A joy to talk to you. I've been talking to artist Chris Bryant-Toy, who's part of a new exhibition, Nature Culture, opens on Saturday at MTG in Napier.